Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Unai Emery's side ended a brilliant 2023 with a 3-2 win over Burnley at Villa Park to go level on points with table toppers Liverpool. More on that in a sec, plus Frankie cooks up another of his mouth-watering spicy questions. But first things first, Frankie, how has your Christmas been? Oh, it's been very good, George. It's been like it's like the Glastonbury of uh, of of life for me. Everyone I know from every corner of every bit of my life ever is all back in Solihull in Birmingham, and it's uh, just been a, it's been very very um, quite intense. I feel like I never ever want to drink alcohol ever again in my life. I, which... I, I give I, I give you about a week before you change your mind. Yeah, once once Villa lose to Middlesbrough, I'll be straight <laughs> onto the straight <laughs> onto the liquor. hardest liquor I can find. <laughs> moaning in a corner of a pub somewhere um but yeah uh, i definitely feel like i never want to drink alcohol again but uh other than that it's been uh yeah just brilliant um not being able to catch up with everyone i want to catch up with but uh but generally yeah just just having a great old time of it well frankie we caught up didn't we, we it's, did. nice to, it's, it's nice to see you in the flesh i know, you know so, so much of our communication these days is done over over zoom or whatever and um just to just to see you in person frankie it was a real it was a real Christmas treat. I, I thought the I best was meet- president of Christmas. <laughs> it, was, it was like meeting a celebrity for me. I, I, was, I was tempted to get your autograph. I was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> actually George. He's, he's, he's here. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the context of the meeting? We met in we met in a pub with former uh, with former uh, podcaster Roshi Mendonca, who was obviously um, a big Villa fan herself, and yeah. her Birmingham City supporting boyfriend, which was quite quite fun. It was quite fun to watch the game against Man United for the first forty five minutes <laughs> yeah. with him. That yeah. was fun. I enjoyed that. Second half, less so. There was quite a mysterious number of Birmingham City fans who were really cheering very loudly for Manchester United when that third goal went in. That, uh, that's right. That's right. And uh, Rasheem's boyfriend, he dipped out to get himself a um, get get himself some chips, didn't he? When we were sort of ride, <laughs> riding high after Dendonka's second, I think he said, "I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go outside for a little bit." If that's all right. It was yeah. like um, it was like that guy uh, on the. Um, uh, on that expedition to the North Pole, that said, "I'm going out for a bit. I may be some time." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he and he was he was some time. Yeah. <laughs> but then it just just so happened to come back in just as United were getting their momentum in the second half, and then seemed to really enjoy that second half United performance. Yeah, in a way that none of us did. Yeah, uh, it was it because the, the pub was very it was very fun. Like the villa, it was like great to hear Villa fans just being that happy, and then yeah. it was like oh, back to classic Villa. But yesterday. Was mm. not classic Villa, was it, George? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Go fun. I'll be... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. You know, it wasn't a game I enjoyed. But um, but you know, we got the win. We got the three points. It sort of puts 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 to an end our mini blip that some people have called it. What with the draw at Sheffield United and then obviously the defeat at, at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, we sort of won quite ugly. Wasn't the greatest game to watch. Um. But yeah, I don't know, Frankie. How 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 did you how did you find the game when mm. it was sort of manifested itself over the course of ninety minutes? Do you know? I think the the way I'd assess it is that I think the players looked a little bit tired. I think, and I think that's totally understandable given all the injuries we have. You know, we didn't have Yuri Tielemans, we didn't have uh, Matty Cash, uh, Luca, you know, Luca Dean, Mings, and Buendia are obviously not there. Um, and a few others. And I, I think it just looked a little bit like a team who's played a lot of football, exerted a lot of energy and uh, emotion in this month in which we've had incredible results against, you know, City, Arsenal, Brentford away, um, Bournemouth even away, drawing that. And so, uh, you know, having exerted a lot of energy at Old Trafford as well, I think in both the United game and the Burnley game, I think they're just like a team that probably needs 
a, a, a full squad back and to just have a, a more healthy uh, run of games rather than it all just being condensed into a mad month. Um, but uh, I think the fact that we were able to still fight through all that uh, against a, a well-organized team, uh, you know, these relegation, the teams that have been in the relegation zone seem to now be getting their act together a little bit and pushing, you know, making it harder for other teams and have sort of worked out a way of trying to stay up. So, you know, Burnley got a good win away at Fulham uh, and at Aston Villa. I think they caused us a lot of problems. I think they uh, were clever with how they attacked the high line, which I think is going to be a running theme in the second half of the season as teams adapt to it, work out ways to play against it. And I think that's something we're going to have to adapt to and get used to. Uh, but, um, you know, and I think uh, Lyle uh, Foster... Uh, was um, excellent, like really, really impressed with how he played. I think he gave uh, Clement Longley um, a, a bit of a nightmare, really. Um, I, and uh, so, yeah, but uh, but at the same time, I think, you know, Villa, while we didn't really like break them down too well with our with our passing, it was two long balls over the top with Ollie Watkins' movement and running that really made the difference in the first half. Um, and it shows you the quality of attack we have that they can do that. Um Two assists from Ollie were absolutely brilliant. Two great runs, two good balls from Carlos and Conza. Um, uh, the two goals we conceded looked like they were coming. Um, I mean, the first goal we conceded was straight after our first goal that we scored. And that's a classic goal you can see straight after scoring when you're not concentrating. It was poor defending. Shouldn't have conceded that. But uh, yeah, the warnings was there for when Burnley scored their second. We'd see already seen Foster get through and, and score an offside goal. Um, but then, the, yeah, uh, I think it, you know, I kind of wondered when it went to two two. Like I thought, are we just? Oh no, is this like? Is this the moment now? You know, like it, of the ninety eight ninety nine season, the O'Neill era. Is this when it starts to just level out a bit? And instead, no. Like we carried on. Uh, Yonderan came on, came on as a complete madman and uh, won us the penalty. And uh, but I think the the biggest credit I would say goes to Leon Bailey. I thought his run for that pen to set up that penalty was absolutely sensational. I, Leon Bailey has been an just incredible this season like genuinely one of the best players in the Premier League right now like every game he plays he just looks excellent and he's always making great runs he's hard to tackle they double up on him it doesn't make a difference you know um so it, it's full credit to him full credit to Yonderan for being a complete madman I have no idea what he is he's like he's like food where you're throwing every ingredient in he's like different genres of music one one minute he's 80s uh hip-hop east coast uh and then in, in a minute later is the Beatles in the sixties rock and roll. It, it makes no sense what he is about, but uh, you know, his, his defensive clearances, his weird fouls, his winning the penalty. I mean, you can't not kind of love that a little bit. Um, and then Douglas is taking a million years to take that penalty, but thank God it went in. Thank God it went in. Um, a tough, hard-fought win from a team that I think look a bit tired and are missing key players like Bubakar Kamara as well, who I didn't even mention. Um, getting those players back will be pretty key, and uh, I think uh, we'll be. I think we'll look a bit better than we have it just in the last two or three games uh, in the coming months. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's good we've got a bit of a break now, uh, uh, at least in terms of Premier League games. We've got. Obviously, the FA Cup game against Middlesbrough next before we play uh, Everton, I, I think, back, yeah. in the, back in the Premier League. So that is yeah. nice to have a bit of a break. And obviously, I'm, I'm sure Emery will rotate his squad a bit for the uh, for the Middlesbrough game. So he'll give he'll give players a bit of a, a bit of a break, which is which is needed. Um, yeah, I mean Leon Bailey, as you say, absolutely brilliant. Again, I mean he has basically become the Leon Bailey we all hoped 
that we signed when Dean Smith brought him to the club. You know, we'd all see those those YouTube assistant goals videos for Leverkusen with the kind of drum and bass music behind it. <laughs> probably seen a million times thinking, wow, God, what a player. He's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And um, and his career at Villa Park has sort of, it's it just been very stop start. And a lot of it hasn't really been his fault. It's been one of those things where uh, he, he, had, he had injury problems and then under Gerrard, God, uh, he who must not be named, um, <laughs> He, he he didn't really play wingers for some bizarre reason. Just sold all our wingers, so mm. um, so Bailey didn't really fit into his um his philosophy. Um, but but under but under Unai, and certainly I, I kind of think since the arrival of Diaby, who's threatened to sort of yeah, take I his think position, that's been a big part. It's put a fire. It's sort of put a fire under him, and and he's been um he's been playing incredibly well um mm. this season. Um, and and long may that continue. Um. On on Diaby, you know, obviously he's he got his goal, which which is brilliant. Um, he's he's sort of had a bit of a stop start um, season uh, himself, really. I, yeah. I would say I think he start he started the season really strongly, obviously with his goal against Newcastle, a few goals as well after that, um, and then it sort of slipped slipped a little bit, um, possibly because of the emergence of Bailey. Mm. Uh, so he's been in and out of the side a little bit. So hopefully his goal yesterday will give him a bit of confidence, but. My God, that <laughs> I think he I think he put his shoes on the wrong feet. Uh, yeah, yesterday he was sort of he got into some brilliant positions, which is which is you know eighty percent of his job, you know, to get into those positions to have a decent shot on goal. But for whatever reason, they just kept flying over the bar, and mm. you know, so that 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 was frustrating. I, I think you would say that if you're going to play the high line, it is it is you know it's, we play it extremely well, but you have to take your chances that you yeah. create because eventually there will just be a long ball over the top that probably does get through. Yes. And like it's fair, it's been quite rare that Villa didn't take their chances this season. So yesterday I'm hoping was a, just an aberration. I mean, we we should have been about five one up mm. <laughs> by the seventy yeah, minutes, yeah. but we just weren't. And exactly. I like to say it was the army, yeah. Exactly. And um, you know, it was it was always gonna happen. I thought it, because we missed so many good chances, I was like this it's going to be inevitable that Burnley will just yeah as you yeah. say long long ball forward Lyle Foster with his pace getting ahead of our players and uh, and uh, and scoring in a second and I and I like you Frankie I thought even with them down to ten men I thought um, I thought we just this just Sheffield United all over again we're just going to drop points and um, mm. and our mini blip continues uh, but but luckily Luis popped up with a penalty win I thought my screen had frozen genuinely if it yeah. wasn't if it wasn't for the supporters that were sort of swaying in the background I thought <laughs> I was like I was like come on Dougie wake up yeah. um, but you know he picked his spot obviously he was going for the underside of the bar yeah. uh, of course he was um, but yeah it was sort of it was sort of heart in mouth time when it sort of ricocheted about a thousand times off the bar and and you know off the ground but um that goes in and we get the three points and yeah as i mentioned at the start of this podcast frankie level on points with 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 liverpool who are obviously top mm. um yes man city have a game in hand on us um but we are in a unbelievably good position and yeah. it's and it's weird isn't it you know we we we've we've all been on a bit of a downer over christmas haven't we because of because of um the Sheffield United game and the and the Man United game, um, and uh, and it just shows how much standards have risen in the yeah. last year or so that we're all looking at those games and thinking, oh bloody hell, without really looking at maybe the table and thinking, crikey, like we're second in the league. And I know it's, it's and mad, it's, isn't it? And, and, and it's it's January. Yeah. Um, I think we're six points uh, better off than Spurs in fifth or sixth. So yeah. so I know they do also have a game in hand, but. 
again, that's that's incredible. And and also the teams around us are struggling. Okay, you, you, Man City won, but United lost against Forest. Uh, Spurs mm. lost against Brighton. Arsenal lost against West Ham. You know, any any team can beat anybody, and as long as you kind of keep treading water above above all that, mm. even even and and when you lose games to come back and then win, then you're all you, you're just going to keep your head above water, and hopefully we'll we'll do enough to to get Champions League, yeah, or win it, Who yeah. Knows? Well, the, uh, one positive thing I'd say from yesterday as well, though, was um, when Paul Torres came on, I think you noticed how crucial he actually is for oh, our yeah. attacking player because all those chances came after he came onto the pitch because his passing from deep is obviously excellent, but also he's willing to push forward. And his connection with Alex Moreno, I thought Moreno was a bit anonymous when Longley was on the pitch. And then when Torres came on, suddenly I felt like Moreno was more involved. And because Moreno was more involved, Ramsey was more involved. Mm. And I feel sorry for Ramsey and Moreno because the two of them are playing a lot more. I mean, thrown in the deep end, having come back from long-term injuries, than I think you ideally would want. You'd want them, you know, coming in and out the team a bit more than just straight in all the time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so the two of them, you know, you've got to be patient with them. But there was there were some really positive signs seeing Torres, Moreno and Ramsey together where I think once they're all fully fit and firing, mm. that could be a really fruitful side for Aston Villa as this season progresses. And that's going to be, you know, while teams will adapt to our high line and play better against us more likely, that's a new element to Villa that I think in the second half of this season, opposition teams are going to have to somehow get used to. Yeah, I agree. You know, I fully expect, you know, Ramsey and Moreno to start against Middlesbrough just to get more minutes in their legs. Um, and yeah, once they're back to the levels that, you know, we saw last season, then that will be incredible. You know, it'll be like having two new signings back. Torres being back, as you mentioned, is is absolutely massive. And Kamara is back from suspension. So it's all looking good, really, for at least for the, for the start of January. Um, so yeah, onwards and upwards. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. George and I could be heading for a Marty Gennetti, Sean Michael-style breakup here. Uh, good WWE reference there, if you know it. In this, the spicy question today, George... I'm asking you for your highlights of 2023. So I've got a little list of spicy questions, Ooh, plural okay. rather than singular. So number one in this calendar year, what has been your favourite game? Do these questions get incrementally more spicy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the end of it, you, pa- you passed out by the fifth question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a running, pool of your own sweat. Running for that milk. Um, what was the question? <laughs> yeah. Your your favorite game of this calendar year, twenty twenty three. Favorite game of this year. Um, oh, there's. I mean, there's been a there's been a few. Uh, mm. The Brighton game was unbelievable, wasn't it? When yeah. we when we played them, West Ham at home again. You know, a, a team that we've always struggled against, but we sort of swept them aside as well, which was always nice. But I think you can't look beyond the Man City game. Yeah, uh, I know it was only a couple of weeks ago, but. The way we played against them was just unbelievable. We said it at the time that I've I've yet to see a team genuinely. I mean, I haven't seen a team uh, play Man City off the park the way that we did at Villa yeah. Park. And and in a weird way, I I think I think the effort we put into that game has subsequently had a bit of a knock on effect to how we performed subsequently. I think I think yeah. I think, um, I think they just was <laughs> was so so knackered after that that um, it's probably affected our performances since. But um, just an unbelievable performance. One one nil genuinely flattered us. We should have won that game two or three nil. I think Man yeah. City were all over the place, and and you know Guardiola 
said it himself after the game. He said the better side clearly won, and and he was absolutely right. So, so for us to to win that game against um, you know our title rivals, Frankie, yeah, was um, was was amazing. So I, I can't really look beyond that game to be honest. I'd, I'd agree. I think the three 0 against Newcastle was a, an incredible performance against a team who were very very much had lots of momentum behind them at that point. Yep. I think that that was a real like moment of like wow, okay, mm. this is this is the real deal, Villa. Under Unai Emery, and but I think that City game, I agree with you. I think it was just it's the best performance I think I've ever seen against a, for a Villa team against a team of that quality. It was absolutely yeah. unbelievable. No. Um, all right, uh, best moment. Best moment. Ooh, um, I think qualifying for the Conference League. Yeah, I think um, that game against Brighton where. You know, McGinn was holding the ball up at the at the touchline right yeah. at the very end, and the whistle blows, and and just the whole the whole vibe around around that game. You know, the fact the fans had queued up, and and the, and the and the coach was driving through, and it was just everybody was just in such a good mood. I haven't really seen that at Villa Park for no, such a long time. Yeah. I genuinely can't remember the last time I've seen so much kind of euphoria and joy at Villa Park. Normally, it's the exact opposite. Um, yeah. But under under Emery, you know, it's completely turned on its head so yeah I, I think I think that moment when that final whistle went John McGinn holding the ball up on the touchline and you know giving it that to fest. the um yeah to the to the to the whole end was was, was amazing so I it, think I think that moment it was like the nice final touch to a story where we'd started as the Renford rejects under <laughs> Stephen Gerrard that ended up as dream team Harchester United yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah exactly uh all right for this calendar year who has been the best player um, I think, oh man, there's, there's, there's so many to mention. I think you've got to give like honorable mentions to John McGinn. I think the way his form has turned around under Emery has been unbelievable. Yeah. And he's also been asked to, asked to fill in a lot of positions. You know, when Emery yeah. took over, he was sort of playing as a right winger. And then he sort of played in a more advanced role in recent games without Kamara. He's been asked to drop deep and so his ability to sort of cover so many positions has just been amazing um and he's really filled into that captain's role hasn't he you know he, mm. he's, he's leading the team as a captain should so he's been great ollie watkins you know his goals have been uh vital massive for us the way again since emory's taken over the fact he's managed to lift his game to that level where he's now seen as the second um starter for england after harry kane is 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 amazing um and you know his his, his hold at play is superb. We saw again yesterday how he can how he can sort of carve chances for his teammates. And I think he's leading the ranks this season in terms of assists in the Premier he is. League. Yeah, I think he's on eight assists, something like that. So, and and he's scoring loads of goals. You know, he's scoring a lot of goals as well. So so he's been great. I just I just think the way Leon Bailey has turned his form around, mm. um, you know, particularly since the start of this season, has been has been amazing. And he. Uh, I sort of, I always feel for him, you know, the way he missed that chance against Wolves and he was really tearful after that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like he was really yeah. upset. Like he was clearly in a bit of a bad place when it, when it came to kind of his, his, his career at Villa. Uh, and there were questions over his future and whether he would be moved on, but he's turned it around in an unbelievable way. And he scores some cracking goals. You know, we talked about the Man City game where he got his goal yesterday, mm. obviously, but so many times he's just been brilliant. And I just love how direct he is. You know, he, he is turning to the player that gets fans on their on their feet. Um, so for me, I think Leon Bailey has been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, th I mean, God, there's, there's so many. Emmy Martinez, outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's Alex Moreno, brilliant signing. Um, but I think for me, probably Douglas Louise. Yeah. I just I think he's been absolutely sensational. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. I think he should start for Brazil. That's how good he is, and I think he 
could play for any team in the world, probably. I think that that's he really is that good now, I think. And um just always so cool, calm, collected, but has a very unique kind of first touch where mm-hmm. he kind of can drag the ball and it just creates an extra second for him. Very, very unique player. I think he's brilliant. Well, he seems, um, he seems to be that player that's that's constantly linked with a move away, um, <laughs> yes. which is which is a sign of just how good he is. Obviously, that that you know there seems to be big clubs sniffing around him, potentially willing to spend, you know, splurge, splurge, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hundred million quid on him. Um, yeah. But so yeah, I mean, yeah, he he has been brilliant and probably the most consistent, I would yeah. say, of everybody. Yeah, he's uh, it's quite funny seeing Arsenal constantly linked when they're like four points behind us now and we've just beaten them. That, that is quite funny. Um, yeah. Arsenal fan TV, clearly not happy about that. Uh, low point? Um, haven't been many. I mean, I, there haven't been many. There really haven't. I, 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 yeah, it is tough. I mean, it, just obviously looking at the defeats, obviously the start of the season as we did against Newcastle wasn't great, but as yeah. we've mentioned many times before, there were quite a few mitigating circumstances behind all that. So... I don't really think about that. I lost to Liverpool again. You know, lots of teams are going to lose at Anfield. Um, I would say, I would say, I know it happened only last week, but the three-two defeat against United was a bit of a low point, only because it's against United at Old Trafford, and as every, I know they're not the team that they used to be, but they are still a scalp that every club wants to take, particularly when you play at Old Trafford, going two 0 up, and then and then sort of collapsing really in the second mm. half the way we did is 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 very kind of un emery like it was like watching a team under under he who who must not be named so um <laughs> so uh yeah that for me probably sticks in my mind still as, as a bit of a disappointment yeah i think results wise that was definitely the low point just in the I, I think it was just a team that ran out of energy I, I genuinely do after a tough december um but also i think moment for me would probably be ming's injury i think that yeah. was the um that was a disaster really and uh Clearly affected the team on the day and uh, such a brilliant representative of Villa. Everyone loves him. Can't wait to see him come back and see his recovery, really. Um, but yeah, that was that was really hard to watch, that injury. So uh, that's Definitely. probably my low point. Yeah. Uh, but um, last question. What would you like to see next calendar year? What what do you want Villa to do? Where can we go? I... I um, I want to see John McGinn lift that Premier League title in May. <laughs> Just lifted above his big old Scottish head. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 a pipe dream. But like, I don't know, we've talked about it before. You gotta you've got to aim as high as you can. We're still in it. Okay, yeah. it's it's a very slim chance and um and and you know, Liverpool are looking strong and Man City obviously looking really strong. So I you know, it's it's not very, very unlikely, but obviously that is something that would be unbelievable that's what i would you know dream yeah. scenario yeah. but i think much more realistic but still equally incredible would be just champions league qualification to be in yeah. a position where we in may finish in the top four top five if that's enough and um next year have have you know games at that competition to look forward to you know all eyes on europe in europe on on us the champions league music at villa park is something that we've just We've just, we never we've never experienced in our in no, our lifetime, Frankie. You know we're 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 ancient. You know, yeah. We're <laughs> and we're, wizened old men. Well, not so wizened, but we're old men. We're old. We're old men. We're yeah. we're old men, and we've never seen it. And obviously, under the O'Neill days, which we remember so well, we came so close. And to be honest, Frankie, I thought you know when Man City had the takeover and they just sort of took everything in their under their you know in their stride, I thought that was it for us. I genuinely yeah. did, especially you know 
subsequent relegation years and scrapping of the championship. I thought the Champions League was a million, million miles away. You know, I just thought we'd never, ever get there. Yeah. But, you know, that's football for you. Just it can turn it can turn in, in an instant. And all we, I mean, all we needed was investment from people that genuinely care about the club and their sense to, to, to bring in someone like Unai Emery. OK, via Stephen Gerrard, sure. But um, yeah. but. Yeah, that's been that's been the transformative factor, and now we're in a position where we can legitimately say we are Champions League contenders, as in we can qualify for the competition, which would just be just unbelievable, absolutely mm. incredible. So that would be my hope for for this calendar year. Yeah, I think winning the title it'll be. Uh, I'm a believer, mate. I believe in these players. I believe in this manager. Um, I, I have a feeling. I keep hearing City fans saying like, "Nah, this season we're not we're not going to go on a a big." 15 game winning run and it's like you are going to go on a 15 game winning yeah. run De, De you Bru- always De do De Bruyne's you know he, I think he was on the bench yesterday he'll, yeah. he'll be back fit after the winter break so yeah. you know uh, they're, they're, ju- they're just an absolute machine they're a yeah. powerhouse so that, they're the they team will. Seen, yeah they of course yeah. And, it, and they'll they'll probably win the Champions League as well be, it's, it's just they'll, they'll just do what they always do I think but yeah. You never know. You never know. And uh, but yeah, as you say, Champions League or um, just winning a trophy. You know, both of them. I mean, if you could get both of those achievements in, in the next calendar year, I mean, we, we're talking dreamland stuff there because that's the kind of stuff that very recently in our in Villa's very recent past thought would never ever be possible. Um, yeah. And it, and here we are, Frankie. Can I ask you a question? Oh yeah. Do you, do you, do you think if Villa win the league this season, mm. it's potentially more impressive than Leicester okay. because uh, of where we were last season and also the quality of Liverpool and Man City this season. So obviously when Leicester won it, the teams yeah. around them just had really bad years. They had off years. Man City were all over the place. Chelsea, you know, all the rest. Obviously they are much, much more competitive now. Yeah. Arsenal too. So do you think if we did win the league, it would it would be more impressive than Leicester? Uh, I, I mean, what Leicester did was absolutely amazing historic um yeah i think i think it would be i mean the squad we've got is better than what leicester had so there's that and we spent more money than they probably did with that title winning team so it's more impressive by leicester in that sense having just come up from the championship as well but i think we'd like I say, like yeah, that the league that season was it was quite weird it wasn't wasn't strong um everyone seemed to have an off season Whereas this season, it's like City, Liverpool, Arsenal. They're still really, really strong, even if then they're kind of looking a bit jittery and getting some odd, odd results. And it's a bit this season is or is a bit more like West Ham winning at Arsenal the other day and mm. things like that. You know, but I think that whilst that all suggests that these top teams aren't maybe as strong as they have been, at the same time, it's also probably suggestive of how strong the Premier League is now. Like it, it is a Super League. The amount of money that's in there. You know, and the teams like West Ham have absolutely quality players like Mohamed Kudus. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, you know, I mean, West, West Ham are a team that they'd finish, you know, in the Premier League, they'd finish seventh, eighth, or whatever. But if you pick them up and stuck them in Serie A, they'd probably win the league there. Do you know what prob- I mean? They'd or, be competitive for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like Kudus, Bowen, um, uh, just a few, a few other players. Pac- yeah, Pacata. They just, they've got, you know, and that's a mid table Premier League team. Like yeah. that, that's really strong. So I, I think yeah I think the Premier League itself is is strong, um, and like you know like Sheffield United and Burnley have shown there's not really it's quite rare you get an easy game, mm. um, you know uh, so 
Yeah, I think I think with the quality of the league as the way it is, I think it would be more impressive to win the league this season than we did then than Leicester did in 2016. But um I think there's probably a lot of Leicester fans who'd see this and be like <laughs> What who are these, who are these idiots? Yeah. <laughs> they need to shut up. It's probably a lot of Villa fans watching this going, "Who are these idiots? Yeah. They need to shut up." But no, yeah. I, I think I, I think I think uh, I do think the Leicester win was it would be more impressive. But but Villa would definitely run it close. I yeah. do think we we do have a stronger squad than Leicester did. Um, I think I think if we did it like if you know how like Leicester, Liverpool and City go on these eleven game winning streaks to mm. to end seasons. If we did something like that to keep keep pace, up with them, yeah, yeah like yeah, just yeah. get went to West Ham and won three 0 and just uh, just got all these amazing that that would be definitely be more impressive because I think you'd be like that Villa have absolutely pushed it to the max there. Um, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, w- I would get relegated next season because they're yeah. completely screwed from. Look, <laughs> from I just know how this works. Yeah, next season relegation. Unai Emery sacked in November. Yeah, Gerard comes back in a wave of glory <laughs> to keep us up. Fluent in Arabic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, after having a, a, a what looks like a pretty poor time of it in Saudi Arabia so far, yeah, his like record's not gone that well. What um, a surprise. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to end of next calendar year. We sat here, moment of the year, Stephen Gerrard's return to the club. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for preseason predictions uh, yeah. next year. Um, right. Well, on that on that worrying note. <laughs> Um, let's let's end things there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Zalinski. Frankie, see you later. Catching a bit, George. What a year it's been up the mighty villa. What an incredible year. And hey, 2024 could be even better, Frankie. Let's think it about could. it. Uh, and it is goodbye from me too. We will be back, back again soon. But until then, Happy New Year and come on Super Aston Villa. Super Aston Villa.